Hi and welcome back to Well Read Witch where we talk about books and stuff. Stuff is usually the other sort of media I consumed in the last week but I have to be honest with you guys I did not do a single thing apart from uh studying in the last week so uh yeah I think this episode is going to be much 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 shorter than it usually is but that being said I do have a lot of you know exciting news that happened during the last week so that section might take a bit longer um i did say in the previous episode that i would probably do a deep dive uh out of something that i have in my curriculum because like my brain space is just occupied by my curriculum right now uh that being said i was my i have my first exam on tuesday may 9th i want to say no may 10th uh see i don't even remember dates anymore so um really like i had a lot of breakdowns this past week was not in the headspace to consume anything at all apart from the series like the tv series that i have already started like you know i already i always almost have like a sitcom going on for me for like sanity for like you know to consume something in like those 20 minute breaks you catch but apart from that i didn't really get time to do anything else about like you know uh at from studying or like eating or like you know just pestering my professors uh, for like I get really nervous around exams if you can't tell. Um anyway, that being said, I was not going to do an episode this week because again, did not read anything, did not consume any sort of media. What am I going to talk about? Uh but like for my exam, I was sort of I was not going to do Lord Ten Alfred Lord Tennyson's work for like my mid-sems. Yes. our medicines are happening in may the rest of the colleges and universities are having their semester finals in may oh uh, yeah like our, um anyway i was i was planning on skipping uh, tennyson's works in our curriculum for the medicines because we will have like an internal choice in that unit but i for some reason i was like okay why am i taking this risk you know you never know which other question is going to come like just cover your bases just like do some research on tennyson right uh, and i the only reason i was why i was planning to skip on tennyson was because that our professor was a bit not inclined towards tennyson let's just say that um they were more interested in robert browning uh and i mean like yeah sure the professors have their own personal bias and like that so so sometimes slides in the classroom um but that being said tennyson had like a brilliant life like i don't know like uh last time i talked about ezra pound um but like the more i learned about tennyson the more shocked i got this is the voice is like the noise is just me opening up my notebook um but like tennyson 
wrote a lot like not even just uh like he had a few volumes and stuff of his poetry like he wrote a lot um like poetry was supposedly an anchor for him it grounded him to reality he is like a great lyric poet uh he did not have like an unhappy childhood but he was but he lived in uh, a lonely erratic and eccentric life um and uh, like i was, i was hearing this lecture by this person who uh, i can't you know i found that lecture on youtube i'll link it down uh in the description i do not know how to say the person's name so i'm not going to try to say it and butcher their name okay um they were telling that tennyson loved writing poetry so much he was so defiant in the fact that he just did not want to do anything else he uh his family was insistent on the fact that tennyson should get a job like most poets back then even now are not able to support themselves which is like a sad reality but it is what it is you know um and like his family wanted him to get a job and rightfully so tennyson was so defiant he he was like i am not going to get a job i am going to invest in this poetry thing like and he never stopped writing you could almost say that uh, tennyson had like t- poetry was a coping mechanism mechanism as well as uh, as well as like uh a space for exploration of his emotions i want to say um but yeah he had like an interesting life his work is he was charles darwin's contemporary uh he was alive at the same time walt whitman was alive like why are we not talking about tennyson in the same way we talk about uh like certain modern poets because T.S. Eliot did say that Tennyson was a modern poet like in its very essence sure he was not alive and Eliot was alive and like sure the way he wrote was vastly different from the way Eliot wrote but you could see the paradoxes we talk about in postmodernism in Tennyson's work you could see that sense of doubt and that inclination towards a religion that we had in modern poetry uh you could see uh like a lot of themes of modern poetry and postmodern uh stuff like you can trace it back to tennyson basically is what i want to say uh the main reason why and like this person the person whose lecture i watched said that the main reason why we sort of glance over tennyson is because of the fact that he just did not fit in the modern canon anymore uh like tennyson still hopeful about the future was still uh very much on the lines or on the fact that um there might be something that like just, how humanity might be worth saving or like there is still hope for humanity sort of undertones or like major tones in some poems i have not read 
enough of Tennyson to comment on his work. Um, but like this person re- clearly was very passionate about Tennyson, so I'm going to take their word for it. Uh, and uh, like World War One, the like the results or the after effects of on human emotions after World War One was the reason Tennyson sort of got. Uh, sidelined by the modern canon and the postmodern canon um but like uh you see the sort of grief and the grief of not being able to tell at least in the poems that we have in our syllabus which is defense of lucknow and the higher pan pantheism uh you see this sense of grief and like of not knowing where which factions you belong to or like trying really hard to fit in especially in defense of like now you see and like i speak this as uh, as an indian um you see him sort of pandering to his audience but you also see him acknowledge the power basically that were that were indian freedom fighters at the time and um but like you see that struggle of trying to fi- find his feet in stuff trying to find his place in uh, his society or like poetry in general uh, a similar theme i sensed in high this this just like profound grief of not knowing where you belong or what you want to believe in that i think sort of runs in tennyson and it's a shame that Tennyson got glanced over in our class because um he was remarkably modern and but also at the same time extremely traditional and but also like very very original again i'm quoting that person but like we did do the two poems that we did um and you sort of see that um like i remember like a few days ago one of my friends texted me and they were like i am really scared about tennyson i can't find anything about tennyson and this was before i watched the lecture um i was like why are you worried about tennyson you know like you read the poems and his like he does not he is not as um complex as uh robert browning is like you really need to understand the context of what browning was doing in his life or like where he was in his life or like what exactly is he trying to say what was is what were his influences uh where he was who with whom he was to really understand what is exactly happening in a robert browning poem um but with tennyson i think the you can really understand it if you take it line by line it's not that hard to grasp a tennyson poem but at the same time there is just so much depth to, to it like i read the higher pantheism and i think i skipped the lecture when my professor was teaching this because i have not marked a single thing on my uh copy of this poem is uh, so I'll probably have to assume I was sick or something because I I usually don't miss lectures um but like what a brilliant poem what a genius poem like I don't understand why like in our class we have like especially in our class I think we have this attitude of uh 
glancing over Tennyson. Like, all we ever talk about is, uh, like, Robert Browning and dramatic monologues and stuff. It's, again, like, Tennyson got ignored by the future canons because it just didn't fit in anymore. And, like, we are doing the exa- exactly the same thing. Like, his work is doesn't really align with the vision of our professor maybe i don't know um or maybe she really just likes robert browning to the extent that she's like and eh, isn't like i taught it once i'm not going to talk about it again but we do end up discussing robert browning once every two or three weeks again and again and over again um but but we have sort of glanced over tennyson which i do think is a shame because like from whatever i could gather from that lecture i found on youtube he has lived an interesting life um he like his the poem that made him the figure that he is in memoriam is about the death of a friend and the grief that he carried in this poem for over 17 years and um yeah like he was very young when he lost his best friend and um like i don't know how i would react if like i had to face with such a loss and um you see that grief reflected in that poem um and in you see how um like yeah if orden is a poet who writes on the paper paper in which uh on which the tears have dried up tennyson's poetry especially the early poems and stuff they feel like um like it's just raw emotion uh and it, and it, it's it, it's expressed in such simple words such simple rhyme such simple language that anyone can relate to it and i do think uh like that is what Tennyson was trying to do maybe consciously or unconsciously because all these human emotions are universal and by not complicating his work with unnecessary metaphors or uh using random sentences to seem for like you know superficial purposes he sort of provided a language of grief for the people at the time at the time like in in memoriam was published and was i it was not attached to tennyson but everyone knew it was written by tennyson um but like to have sold 60000 copies of a poem back then was a huge deal like like if one of my poems gets read by like 25 people i feel like i am bearing my heart out and like i don't understand like i can't even imagine to put myself in his shoes and yeah um he, i do think he, he sort of provided the language of emotions for the people at the time and he was the poet laureate after wordsworth and yeah and i do think a professor should have focused on him a bit more um but to be fair to my professor um browning was 
Browning's work. We had Grammarian's Funeral and The Last Ride Together, and both of them were very complex poems. Uh, if you just look at the language, so I understand her inclination to like focus on those two poems just from like the perspective of being a professor. Um, yeah, like I get it, but I also I wish there would have been more focus on Tennyson in our classes. Um, I wish like the curriculum at least had you know m- more of his interesting poems rather than Defense of Lucknow. and uh the higher pantheism not saying that they are not interesting but like again these are not the poems he was famous for you know um like i do wish we had the chance to analyze in memoriam in our class uh, or like idols of the king and i know these are like long ass poems and like no it's going to end up happening but like you know a student can hope uh yeah like very interesting life very defiant very dedicated life he, he wrote a lot he like apparently wrote every day it is something i can only hope to achieve he also like wrote a lot when he used to go out on walks something about walks and these victorian era romantic era people writers like dorothy and dorothy dorothy and wordsworth went on walks charles dickens went on walks and like something about genius people and going on walks walks together <laughs> um yeah like really really cool i i'm just glad that i found that lecture i'll link it down in the descriptions uh, or like the note section or whatever you call that um yeah i am sorry that i judged tennyson or sort of belong to the people who sort of you know glanced over his contributions to the current canon because the current canon is sort of i don't know like he has influenced people a lot and like in the generations after in at the time he was alive and like it feels unfair that we glance over him the same way it feels unfair that we glance over lord byron but he was lord byron was like i don't know man a bit weirdo <laughs> um but yeah uh yeah okay um, yeah okay anyway uh let's move on to the next thing on the agenda which is my may tbr i have not made one which feels so surreal for a person like me who usually has their tbr set up done before you know the month ends um it's what like 8th of may we are like 8 days into the into may and we i have not made a tbr which feels i don't know wrong of me uh the first thing is dracula by bram stoker i have started reading it i signed up for this email subscription thingy uh in which they send you this the snippets of the novel when they happen in the book like it the novel is written in epistolary form so they'll send you uh snippets of the novel that happened on the day say like the first snippet happened in the book according to the book happened on may 3rd or like is written on may 3rd so like we'll get that much of snippet on may 3rd the next snippet happened on may 4th so we'll get that so that's a really cool thing of like you know 
using modern technology to engage uh to engage fuck uh, to engage us back into the classical classic literature uh okay not classical literature uh victorian era literature um yeah i'll link it down below if you are interested uh, i'll also link down the post where they explain what they are going to do um the next thing i started is time is a mother by ushan wong it's a poetry collection it just came out i'm really excited to get to it uh, like i've read like the first three poems um but then i had to go back to studying i hate that uh, <laughs> i also think today's episode happened because of the fact that if i decided to take off this week i will probably keep taking off until my exams end which will probably be in july because now we have midterms then we are going back to our college for like 10 days and then we are supposed to have our finals so like it doesn't make sense to start skipping episodes because like yeah uh then on the list i'll hopefully get back into the these violent delights duology again i have not touched the books but i am really excited to get back to it i really want to know what happens in our violent ends but i can't read that without finishing these violent delights and i can't read these violent delights because i'm too nervous about my exams this feels unfair <laughs> the next one is gallant by v e shwab it's a short book i think i'll read it in like a day or two if i manage to get enough time which i think i should get uh because after 10th my next exam is on 17th um very weird exam schedule by the way uh yeah yeah uh then i really want to finish up uh conversations on love i'm like 50% into into the book now um and like as much as i want to take it slow i do think if i don't wrap it up in like may or maybe june i'll probably just end up giving up on the book so there is that um wait oh okay the next <laughs> i couldn't understand what i wrote really sorry for that awkward pause uh the i'll probably start with discord um i don't know whether i should wait for all the audiobooks to be out or should i should just start with it now and like start reading books or like start reading certain series i don't know but it's on my mind it's on my radar again the number of books i'm listing they are not going i'm not going to be able to get to all of them in may because like i've i haven't read anything in a week um so the possibility of me doing everything like reading all these books in a month feels sort of impossible and improbable um and sort of silly to have like such high expectations from myself when i know i'll probably end up freaking out about my midterms and my finals because that's what i do um but you know a person can hope um and like i ha- i want to have like this huge variety of books i can choose from rather than uh like having three books on my tbr and then not liking any one of them or not being in the mood of any one of them um yeah so like i go into new months with range <laughs> um yeah 
the last book that I'll I will probably read this because it's a short one. It's The Willful Princess and the Peebald Prince by Robin Hobb. It's a short story. I want to say or a novella. It's a novella. Sorry. It's a novella uh, that happened before the Farseer that's set before the Farseer trilogy at least according to Goodreads. Um I think I'm mentally prepared to go back into the realm of the end elderlings universe once again um but like yeah i don't know uh, robin hobb feels like one of those novelists where either you get into her work or you don't get into her work um and i really want to get into her work because oh my god she knows how to torture her characters like poor fits went through a lot and i'm interested in the rest of the world she has created because the last book in the farseer trilogy uh explored the world around them explored the characters around them a lot more and a lot better i do think by the time she was writing um assassin's quest she had formulated the idea of the universe because it's so much more well explored in the third book of the farseer trilogy like you can see her you know putting in uh, the stepping stones for a grander universe um and it's really exciting it's also the reason why the book was so long and like why it was so hard to get through um because you see her laying like the groundwork for certain mythologies or certain stereotypes that fits does not know or like certain powers that fits is not aware of because again one person can only know so much um you see like the last book is interesting so for me at least is interesting in farseer because you see like if you go into the farseer trilogy not wondering or not not you know do if you do not want to continue with the robin hobb universe uh it's very easy to get frustrated by that last book because like a lot of new characters are uh introduced in the last book a lot of new theories are explored in the last book a lot of new stuff is being told in the last book which was not even hinted at in the first two books so it it can be a bit frustrating um but at the same time you see that this is all just you know the groundwork for all the books that are to follow in this robin hobb universe and i'm excited to get to it i saw this random youtube video where this person was talking about how they like read this novella um and that was when it hit me that i hadn't thought about you know if whether i wanted to continue with the robin hobb universe or not and i don't know it just made me excited once again to go through the universe um i do think the reason why i sort of put it off was because one of my friends on twitter was reading the second trilogy in the universe the lifeship traders uh, trilogy and they did not like it one bit and i got sort of like i hesitated to pick up the next trilogy because um 
there are certain authors that i you know want to collect books of and robin hobb seems to be the one that has like you know crossed that threshold because like the farseer trilogy um i could not get enough of uh, the interactions between verity and fitz so i just kept underlining it. like the only thing i've underlined in those three books is like uh, the dialogue exchanges between verity and fitz and like all those emotional beats that they had together uh, where you see that uh, fitz is being really insecure but like verity sort of in his own way is um caring for him or like he wants fitz to know that he'll be there for him which is like really cool because fitz's own father was not present throughout his life so like to have this elder person or like an a father like figure that is from the family i'm not discounting barich as like an, a father figure for fits because barich was absolutely there for everything um but like to see somebody in the family treat you with respect and like care for you actually and then you like by the end of the novel you see fits finally realizing that verity did care for him like all this time he was he sort of thought that um verity like his respect for verity was like one sided or like verity did not like there were these undertones of insecurity throughout the first three books and by the end you see verity like doing his absolute best that he could in the like especially the last the later 50% of the last book uh in the farseer trilogy you see how much verity cares for fits and like you see fits realize that because as a reader you know fits is sometimes being foolish like you really pick up on that robin hobb is a master of that like even though we are reading from fits's uh, perspective uh, you see the things that are happening around fits that fits is not picking up on you like you are 10 steps as a reader you are almost 10 steps ahead of fits and you know where it loves fits but fits is having like a hard time accepting that and the fact that uh, where it does what he does and like he tells fits and like i don't know like i have i always have this like i don't get invested in romantic relationships as much as i get in, like invested in like sibling relationships or like sibling dynamics or like these familial dynamics and i don't know they just do things to me <laughs> the, like the same thing happened with me in like the darker shade series by vee ishwag um because uh like the dynamic between kel and rai is like i something i would die for the third book explores kel like kel is the adopted son in the royal family of the red london i want to say i haven't read the darker shade of magic in a while it's been like a hot minute so forgive me if i'm recalling something wrong um but like in the last book we see kel's insecurity being explored as like the adopted son in the family like it's it, it it's sort of natural you would think like especially since kel has powers he, he it's natural for him to think 
that he was only adopted for his powers but like in the end um uh, like in the last book of the series you see uh the king and the queen separately on several separate occasions uh admitting the fact that they actually do care for kel and it's not something like they do not want him around just because of his powers and like that was like an emotional beat for me rai will literally die for kel which is my heart oh my god um like uh, i'm still haunted by that scene in gathering of shadows where like the dream sequence that we get from rai's perspective i'm still haunted by that um like yeah sibling like i'm more invested in the familial exploration of dynamics than i am in the romantic stuff so that always gets to me speaking of vishwab we got the date and the first poster for uh first kill first kill is a netflix show will be a netflix show based on v ishwab's short story uh of the same name first kill i it was in a collection i forget the name of the collection um i haven't read it i don't want to read it i honestly don't want to read it because as far as i can tell the show and the story are two separately while wildly different things like the story was sort of like a jumping point for for the show is what it is i want to say okay um then uh we hunt together started season series to started airing uh haven't watched it again i started watching the first season this week only i've only watched like first episode as of now um and i don't want i don't know what else to say like I, i like i don't really have enough knowledge of it to comment on it but like it's intriguing the color grading is cool um like interesting characters the first episode is like brilliant i want to continue okay uh then we had the trailer of don't worry darling explode twitter <laughs> it dropped out of nowhere nobody saw it coming um but like peep be like oh my god i stopped functioning my brain stopped functioning for a good 2 hours um i'm really excited i'm i'm actually really excited for this movie like i have cleared my schedule it comes out on 23 september 2022 i'm really 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 excited i hope i can convince one of my friends to tag along with me uh so we can watch it in the movie theaters and not get spoiled by the fandom because nobody is going to wait 45 days for it to be available to the rest of us um yeah dude oh my god you've got to watch that trailer i'm really sorry i'm like i started thinking about that trailer right now and the blick still i was like oh my god and the fact that my phone was in the in my hand when the trailer dropped which is something rare because i always miss out on stuff um uh like it's going to be you know, you know i always want i've always wanted a movie that starts out as a rom-com but ends up becoming like a horror thriller thing where either one of the partner either one of the couple in the story is 
doing something sketchy very very sketchy um and don't worry darling seems to be going on the same lines and i'm just glad to be alive right now at this time so i get to watch don't worry darling in the moment it's coming out i'm excited uh okay lastly i the sitcom thing i talked about earlier in the episodes in the episode um i am on the last season of community i do not understand how it survived being televised on a weekly basis because oh my god drew gooden was right they the genre <laughs> there is no genre to the show it's like you know an anthology thing a uh, what is thing but oh my god what a show again i was taking the slow i usually burn through sitcoms but for whatever reason i could not shut my brain down because it it explores there's something new happening every in every single episode it's not even like they change beats every single season they explore genres in like every episode and it's amazing like it's actually amazing um yeah i'm on 6th season which is the last season um yeah it's it's really cool show i really like danny like danny who plays abed i really really like him in his character uh yeah that's all there is to it i'll probably go back to studying now i have done a lot of revisions but i'm still anxious i'm still worried and yeah i'll see you soon well read which is available everywhere you get your podcasts leave a review share it with your friends have a lovely day